listening to Marty and the Bro. Politics, economics, philosophy, religion, psychology. Put them in a blender with racism. And grab a tall glass. Uh, I went to ACC way back in the day. And I took an economics class. And the teacher that I had was from Ghana. So he had this accent. He had this rich voice and this accent. Ghana, And it was a great class. Yeah, great class. I think think his name was Livingston. But I don't remember if it was his first name or last name. You know how in Africa, some of those names, they... You, you, it's like Johnson, but it's his first name. <laughs> you yeah. Know? They, do oh, the, they the just funny use the things, name. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. They just take a name and they use it for whatever yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. No, that makes I'm sense. kind of remembering that either his first or last name was Livingston. Any, anyway, he was a very good teacher, excellent teacher. And I remember that at the end of the class, it'd be like five minutes left before the bell would ring and he would stop the lecture and he would shift, sort of shift his posture and he would start to, he would have this little, five minutes of inspiration that he would share with the class. Like you are only one idea away from greatness or something like this. You know, it was really, (laughs) I love the way the guy talked, but I was thinking I'm sitting there as a student and I'm thinking, this is, this guy's good. You know, it's like, this is no accident. He's a good professor. He's a college professor. Yeah. It was college level course. Uh, It was Austin community college, but, uh, but still, it's it's a college course. It's economics one hundred and one. Yeah. No, for sure. And yeah, and uh, I went and asked him one day. I said, I was like, "How are you so good at speaking, or something like that?" And he was yeah. like, "Toastmasters, Toastmasters." <laughs> and I like, "Toastmasters, what's that?" So he told me about Toastmasters. He invited me to the club that he was in. I know that you've probably never been to a Toastmasters nah. meeting. Nah, son. But <laughs> the whole the whole idea behind Toastmasters is that it's a place that you can go in small clubs all over the world. They have all these small clubs that people go to improve their public speaking skills, right? Okay. So I went to Toastmasters, and really, it's a great experience. But the reason I brought it up is because I wanted to... I wanted to talk about one of the things that I learned in Toastmasters and that as a speaker, let's say, for example, if you go up in front of a big audience and you have a broken arm, Mm -hmm. for example, you start speaking, everybody in the audience is going to be thinking about how did this guy break his arm, right? Yeah. So you, as a speaker, you should be proactive and you should tell the audience, acknowledge the broken arm so that they can be like, oh, okay, now they can listen to what you're saying, right? Exactly, exactly. And it's a good lesson. And I talk about it right now because the I've got a different background. People who are watching the video <laughs> cast will notice a different background. So I want to address it. I want to pretend it doesn't exist. Although for the podcast listeners, they'll have no idea. Have you, but, just before we move on, you know, name a better segue into a background change. Come on, y'all, man. We got to give it up. You know what I'm saying? Gary, that was amazing. You know what I mean? Fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And and we don't even need to talk about why there was a change in background. And actually, this is only temporary, too. There'll be another change uh, probably next week. Uh, and we'll, we'll save that. That's, uh, th- there's a story behind that. And actually, you can follow us on the socials and get more updates to explain like what's going on. Yeah. So do that. We're on all the major socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. All the socials. <laughs> and we're on all the socials. So come find <laughs> us. Yeah. Anyway, how are you doing? 
I'm not bad, man. Um, I just got off work. Um, it's 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 early. Let's just let's just say that it's early over here. Yeah, so it is early know. over there. Yeah. yeah. So you got your Red Bull? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm good. I'm good to go. I am okay. All kicking right. on firing on on a on, on a few cylinders at least. You know, there's a few of them going. <laughs> well, great. Well, you're gonna love talking about uh a. Something that was brought up by one of our listeners on on one of the social media platforms. Okay, and he he brought up. He said basically he was asking about the name Marty and the Bro is the name of our show, and yeah. he was like, "Is the Bro is using the Bro for you? Is that some sort? Of, is that like appropriation? Are you appropriating a black term?" That, what? And the answer, <laughs> the short answer is no. No, nah. but the the longer answer is more interesting. But do you have a, what's your quick reaction to that? It makes zero sense to me. You know, maybe, maybe because I understand the context a lot more. It's like, it, it blows, but even if I didn't understand the context, I wouldn't think it's appropriation, you know, you know, like, well, I don't know. First of all, my last name's bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's really exactly. So play on your last name. That's why it makes no sense to me. Does this person yeah. know that that's your last name? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does know that's my last name. <laughs> but still, what, what it brings up for me, though, is more the conditioning that people have been uh, – that people have been conditioned to start thinking about these things and start to look out for the, oh, is that appropriation? Is that – what is that? Yeah. Uh, so so kind of like trying to say, like, are you being hypocritical about it? And I think our real answer, well, first of all, the answer is no big for, you know, 18 different reasons. Yeah. But the, the, the best answer is the fact that this question is being asked is part of the problem. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's, it's kind of wild that, uh, that, 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 you know, somebody's mind would go to that. I don't know, man. It's, um, it's like you said, it's like people look for the most, I don't know, salacious or like, I don't know, man. The internet has just made us really, really cynical. You know what I mean? Like we just assume the worst out of so many things, and it's like thinking that maybe, maybe he thought he was doing good though too, right? And by pointing it out, especially if he knows it was well, the last no, name. No, it's a genuine. It's a it's a genuine curious question, but it comes it comes out of this place where academics and the media have all honed in, have all zoomed in on this idea of. of of being watching out for appropriation in the cornrows and, and this, yeah. and is it, is it appreciation? Is it appropriation? And like you said in a previous episode, it's like, none of this matters does not matter <laughs> to my people because it doesn't address the real problems. You know, you've got and access I to think, transportation issues. Well, so if we you've were got going access to employment issues, yeah. access to, to getting What's loans, funny? you've got tons of other problems. Exactly, exactly. And what's funny about that is it's, it's on both sides too. Like, uh, you know, like in my opinion, a lot of our, a lot of my, man, if not, maybe not all, but damn near most all black leaders, like just focus on some shit to me. That's just not the, it's not the, um, it should not be the focus in long, you know, long story short, it's, it's weird. You know, like even when we're talking about ownership and things, it's like, we're still trying to, you know, play by, you know, their rules by the, you know, we're still trying to win by the rules set up for us to lose. It's just like, I'm just, you know, I'm looking at it like, well, you know, I don't think that's the way. I don't think that's how we're going to make it out, my my brother. But, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of, you know, like, it's wild, man. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's the same. You know, but it, also, of course, with white people, it's just, I don't know, man. It's it's just a lot of, you know, the, the easy term, you know, virtue signaling, all that kind of stuff. But 
Uh, it gets it gets it gets real it gets real deep. I think what it is, if you want me to be honest with you, I think a lot of people don't because I I you know I love talking, getting really deep into some. I don't know. I, I could go. I like digging deep on some random shit. If we could talk about something random, and I'll get you know, I'll try and get deep and philosophical with it. And I've noticed that people yeah, are real I surface level. <laughs> yeah, right. People are real surface level though, man. Like you know, you can't. I guess it's a, there's another layer that I, I've noticed. It's not. I'm not even trying to be like, oh, we're just above anybody. Nothing like that. It's just there's another layer that most people don't go to. And in, in their thought process, several in my layers, opinion. several layers. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's a lot of nuance. Yeah. Like people don't immediately think of the nuance, or like you know, like, I, I don't know. I, I like the, the 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 difficult questions in my mind. Like like even if let's let's say if we're you know discussing you know some horrible murder or something, I start you know I start thinking you know I start trying to empathize with the murderer, right? You know, what I'm saying like like whether there's empathy to be found there or not, I let's walk down that road. You know what I'm saying? See what's down there. See, let's look around, you know, like, and that's kind of, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't think a lot of people, I think a lot of people would immediately recoil at that thought. You know what I mean? And, 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 mm-hmm. and that analogy for a lot of other things, if that makes sense, you know? So I don't know. No, it does. It makes sense to me. Yeah. And I, I think that it leads into today's episode. Episode eight is uh, death by media. And that's where a lot of this comes from is that what the media puts out there. The, the media, the media is is a, a sculptor of culture, right? It always has been. Whether we're talking about media like uh, movie, cinema, Hollywood, or commercials, or what's on primetime television, yeah. or now what's on cable television, they're all sculptors of our culture, and they are sculpting us to think only on that first level and to ask those questions is. Marty and the bro, is that appropriation? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. You know, there it's the way that they're conditioning us, right? Yeah. That was, that was and, <laughs> so we're gonna talk yeah. uh, the rest of the episode about uh, about the media's influence and, and where they get it wrong and and how it is you know, I we chose the title Death by Media because in my mind, it is really it's killing America. It's really killing America. And in so many different ways. So we're going to talk about that. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, I actually, uh, I did a, I did a video on the black sheep theory called uh, "What Is the Point of Government Really?" Where I kind of, I, I lightly, I tepidly uh, tap dance on um, the inception of the media with, uh, I can't remember the exact, um, the exact uh, regulations that were either lifted or just laws that were set in place to allow these, you know, mega corporations as far as uh, monopolies to exist and, uh, open the, open the door to cable, uh, to cable networks, you know, um, all over the place and, you know, 24 hour yeah. cable news. Well, and the, the fairness doctrine that, but then they, when they, uh, the fairness doctrine that used to be the, the guiding principle behind mainstream media was that you had to, you couldn't just, I don't know exactly. You couldn't, you had to present both sides of an issue. And now what, how that's morphed is now they present both sides of the issue, but they are not presenting us with the facts. And that's, that's where they're, they've gone from trying to be neutral. They've gone from trying to be objective. I mean, where media started out as reporters, yeah. they were supposed to be objective, right? They were supposed to just tell us the truth, regardless of how, how you were going to react to it. They didn't, that wasn't their job to protect your feelings. 
they were just going to tell us the truth. And that has morphed into a place where they are trying to be neutral to everything and neutral to the facts even. So they're not even, they'll, they'll tell us what Mitch McConnell said or what Nancy Pelosi said, but not tell us what the truth is. Mm -hmm. And that, and they, they think, well, no, no, we're telling you the truth. We're telling you actually what Mitch McConnell said, and we're actually telling you what Nancy Pelosi said, but that doesn't do us any good if neither one of those things are the truth or anything useful to the public. So it's a it's a level one distraction, again, just like those you know, the earlier conversation. Yeah, it's it's funny you say that. Like I, I really I was just thinking about it when you said it. It's like um it's the everything went went uh downhill when money became the motive right because uh i think the first you know 24-hour cable news network was cnn right um i can't i wish i could remember these numbers what what year it started but um i know with uh i think it might or something like that. yeah 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 um or 80, maybe even like 81 or, yeah um it was yeah, i know something like that yeah it was the death of uh um news as we know it when it became you know 24-hour news and profit driven right because before that it was you know a lot of local news you got you know taxpayer money going into you know funding you know these uh you know, news stations if i'm not mistaken right you know what I'm saying then uh with yeah. 24-hour news right well with the cable news and you know private you know the you know turner broadcasting and all these you know different uh, entities that you know came into play um by, whatever <laughs> viacom yeah, and yeah, Sinclair. Sinclair now is is one of the, the exactly. ones that on the conservative side that, yeah, and yeah. yeah, they uh, but, it's wild, man. It's it's just it, it really just uh, they took a stranglehold on on everything and, and just you know went took off running with it, right? It's, uh, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, there there used to be some principle behind reporting, and you go back, you look at like sixty minutes. Sixty minutes was a very influential Sunday show that would expose corruption right and left every week they were putting some ceo on the spot making them sweat yeah. <laughs> and yeah. exposing how uh, the corruption and now they're doing like celebrity exposés right because yeah. exposing corruption is not in their best interest yeah sorry man, that's just true and it's harming the public interest because they have shifted their obligation from from informing the public to to watching out for their bottom line the profit motive like you were talking about exactly man yeah that's uh it's money when money is the motive man like it's the problem is not everything has to be profit driven right you know and when certain things are like whether it be the media or you know um medicine you know when it's just when it's just profit there it doesn't you know you're not looking out for you know the well-being of people with the point of media is supposed to be right you know like the idea of it is for uh, you know us regular degular ass people you know what I'm saying like can figure out you know what's going on around us right you know could you imagine yeah like i mean now i'm thinking back like you know if the only way you were getting your news was really from the um or at least the um um i wonder how much bad the propaganda was back and it was probably way worse when you couldn't you know have when there was no um internet right when it was just uh horse and buggy news Oh, I no, definitely right? the the at least at, at least government people in news. power. Yeah, no, people in power, they understand the importance of the media. So that's one that's always if you notice if ever there's a uh, a coup or anything like that in any country, the first thing they do is they they shut down the media. Any opposition media, they shut it down, shut it down. They go in and they start arresting reporters or just threatening them that because 
because that is how they control information. That's how how powerful people can control information is by controlling the media. Like like Jeff Bezos, for example, owns he owns uh, the the New York Times or Washington Post, Washington, one, one of the big the Washington Post. Is that what it is that, yeah, he, that yeah. uh, Jeff Waffle. Bezos owns it? So yeah, yeah. it's he part just, of the. There was actually um, the Hill. Just shout out to the Hill and Crystal and them. Um, uh, Crystal and Sagar, I think uh, they just, they did. A, I was listening to a story they were talking about where Jeff Bezos earlier in, uh, I guess it was in twenty. I don't know, sometime in the last couple of years, Jeff Bezos had gotten to a scandal where um, he was caught cheating or something like that with his, uh, you know, cheating on his wife. But um, he got into the Washington Post and spun it to saying that Saudi Arabia was blackmailing him um, with that story because of his opposition to what happened with uh, 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 Jamal Khashoggi with the, you know, that. But that wasn't, you know, there was no proof of that at all. Like there came out, you know, the intelligence agency was like, there's no proof of this ever happened, you know, Ooh. that, that uh, yeah. <laughs> Saudi Arabia ever did this. So he used, you know. The Washington Post and with the Washington Post being the Washington Post when they print a story and, you know, all the other, you know, when someone, a major publication like that prints a story, all the other ones follow suit, of course, and follow line. And so that, you know, all the um, news, everybody in the media, well, not everybody, but, you know, all the mainstream media was all, you know, oh, basically hailing him as a hero when really he got caught in some weird salacious, like the story was like his, uh, his, um, his, the mistress's brother, like like caught found some tapes and like blackmailed her like you know what i'm saying like some weird salation yeah, I, like i, I kind of remember that yeah 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 you know what i'm saying like it was it was weird man but he tried to you know f- tried he totally spended that it was he said it was uh saudi arabia and, and you know now you know how it is with uh corrections and stuff so if you ask anybody they're gonna think the first part you know like they're gonna think oh yeah saudi arabia was you know had um tried to black or um what's his name um um uh the um the crown prince whatever what's his name um it's whatever um uh there's yeah, a three there's uh, a three syllable you know they call him something i can't you know i'm it's early <laughs> yeah early in the morning. <laughs> that's right yeah no i know who you're talking about um yeah whatever K, but K, K, kgb or <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, uh yeah man it's something right but yeah, uh, yeah. Old, old buddy um yeah he um oh boy oh boy yeah you know old buddy over there yeah, man, there was just that, you know, this whole salacious thing and it's all, you know, the media just drum this up and, you know, the more, I don't know, man, it's like, well, I was thinking you about- You know what I like to do? What I like to do is we think about Jeff Bezos had this idea of how to spin this story, right? But think about it. If you go down into that room, it's not just Jeff Bezos. It's Jeff Bezos and his closest strategists- and communications media yeah, no, that's uh, real. Uh, consultants that are talking about how can we do that? You know, they're, they're, you know, somebody like Jeff Bezos. Strategizing. Is, is not, yeah. Plotting. Yeah. They're, they're planning. totally strategizing. How do we handle this? And so when we get imagine information if, about. Yeah. Imagine if, yeah. Uh, cause he was a, uh, he was still head of Amazon at that time. And maybe there's, you know, I'm sure that I've, I've heard rumors or whispers like, like I know somebody, I heard rumors. I don't know. You know, whatever. I heard people say, right? I heard people talk about how there was a, <laughs> um, how it possibly was him, um, um, leaving, uh, the reason he left Amazon is cause of this whole salacious, you know, issue. Um, but if it came out, you know, at the time it might've, you know, tanked some stocks and stuff. So that's maybe why they, you know, jumped at that story. There's just, you know, there's a lot going on with that. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's bring it in uh, local for a second. There's, there, well, actually, before we do that, I, I did want to um, 
when we talk about these corporate, cor- not just corporate media, but any of these large institutions, one of the things that I find to be really useful to think about is the filtration system that is in place in a large media corporation. So when you're looking at Chris Cuomo or Wolf Blitzer or Brett Baer or any of these guys, just think about their professional trajectory to get where they are right now. There was a filtration system that yeah. said, you, you play by this set of rules, you go forward. You, you, you bring up too much fire in your, in your commentary or reporting, whatever, yeah. you do not move forward. So that's why you get up to the top and you see Wolf Blitzer. He looks like a zombie. I mean, he's just <laughs> completely emotionless, doesn't he? It's he hilarious. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. He I, looks I, like a he's he's like a robot. There's nothing there. He's, he's just, just sitting there talking and uh, explaining yeah. the, the news. Yeah. So why is it why is it Wolf Blitzer in that spot and not and not somebody that's got a little bit of something to say? It's because the guy that had something to say was. Uh, prevented from from being hired up through the chain a long, long time ago. And what was left over is Wolf Blitzer, and that's what we get. You know what that sounds a lot like? Defund Defund the media. Defund the media. What do you mean by that? It sounds like defund... uh, Well, well, I I always... When I... I had an epiphany with, with what exactly what you're saying with defund the police. Like, cause I agree wholeheartedly, not only with defunding the police, but what you're saying right now. And there is a correlation there if you, if you think about it, right? So basically what you're saying is the, the, uh, the environment is so toxic. It's the the system is you know it does not. It's like like you're saying like a filtration system. It doesn't you know say it doesn't let through any anything but what it wants to come through, right? You know, come through the bottom of it, right? And um, correct. I think um, if it's it's just it's true with policing. It's you can see it in the media, and it's you know the, the uh, a large a large aspect of it is yeah defund like not only just defunding it. It's like it's because it's you know it's owned by these small group people who can choose to do whatever they have these kings and queens that can anoint, you know, saying other kings and queens in there. And, um, and everybody knows it. And we all just, you know, um, just go along with it. Kind of like with the police, you know, just def- you know, I, I don't know, man. It's, and like I said, it's, you know, it, the idea is for me is, is when you look at that situation, it's very similar in both of them. And you can even apply it to the government. Like I look at it, like, you know, if you wonder why, Oh, we are electing these people. They're supposed to be making these moves. Like for example, AOC is a perfect example. You know, like <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Jimmy Dore, you know, the boy, Nico, shout out Nico house, you know, they've been, you know, ringing the alarm bells on, on AOC since, you know, even, you know, to, to, to me and I, you know, kind of woke, woke me up to it. Nico was like, yo, yeah, I don't know. You know, remember we did that video, video with uh, Jessica uh, Cisneros and everybody. He was like, you know, he's, he's actually breaking down to me. Like, you know, not just, you know, it's, it's the system, right? You know, it's, this is how, you know, just like with defunding police, it's, you know, the, they will not, these people aren't going to get through if they're not playing the game, period. You know what I mean? You know, uh, so, you know, a- AOC has made it through. She's, you know, it's, 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 there's a reason, you know what I mean? And sure enough, if you look at what's actually happening, you know, say so like, like her, like, like, what, what are you doing? Like, you know, shaking the tree, like, you know, like if, if I was in that position, yo, man, it would, the truth, you couldn't look at, for example, Marjorie Taylor Greene, right? You know, who, uh, you know, that she is wiling. Yeah. She out there wiling, son. She, she, yeah. say, like for her people, right? You know, say she out there like, girl, yeah. you can fight me in the, you know, say, in the, in the, 
Yeah, in, in the chambers. What you talking about, right? Debate me now, yeah. son. You know what I mean? And yeah, she don't know what she's right. talking about, right? But that, well, I like the energy. Yo, imagine if AOC had that energy, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, we ain't playing yeah. none of that. You know what I'm saying? Nah, you know, yeah. belligerent with it. You know, like, that's what we want, you know? And you on the right side. You're, supposedly, yeah. you get what I mean? Like, it's, you know, it's just... It's just interesting, right? You know, and it's just like like it's the filtration system. It's like you know you got to try and play the game. So she's trying to play the game. You know they're gonna spank her. You know because like you know it's it's just hilarious because you know she's taking massive L's. You know you know and you see uh, there's talking about her fund and it's just you got to play the game and and it, it comes down to the same thing I can imagine in media. You know people playing the game just trying to you know just trying to get up and I got to do this for my career and my family and I got to do all and there's it's always that there's always the end of the the I got to do this for you know it's I don't know don't let me get yeah, off on a rant. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. There's always an excuse. No, well and. Yeah, and and tying together the police and media, I think, is something I wanted to touch on in the local media sense, because it's one thing I remember it was, uh, it was a story that Ben Mankiewicz was telling, maybe like on uh, a conversation that he had with uh, Cenk Uger on Old School or something like that, is a story he told about one of the, about the reporters and how chummy they get with the with the local police because reporters mm. want to get that mm. access they want to they want to know when they're bringing in the perp so that they can have the cameras there and report on the story so they develop these these chummy relationships with the police they take them out to lunch take them out to to dinner and it's a community friends with them they build a community yeah, it's like a, they build a little community together so that they kind of look out for each other Mm -hmm. and the police give a call and they give that tip to their favorite reporter and the favorite reporter doesn't, doesn't want, doesn't report, doesn't tell, doesn't explain what defund the police means instead just allows the overarching narrative of that. This is a uh, defund. The police is somehow a, I don't know what you would would call it. Uh, just a, a wrong-headed yeah. approach to solving the problem, and that the real thing is that we need to X, Y, Z, and it just yeah. it comes back to those personalities involved at that really low level. That what they're you know if if the reporter and the policeman are sitting down for for a sandwich, that in developing that relationship, that's where that's the, the the lowest level of the filtration system. And hmm. so if the reporter doesn't want to play that game, then he's not going to be, not he's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. That's not getting right. any stories or anything. Scoop. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. I like to listen, if you don't mind me going on, you know, I'll catch me once I'm about to jump off the deep end here. Um, um, catch me Do if it. I go too far. Yeah. But uh, so that's something I've been thinking about. And I kind of, I think I've kind of, you know, touched on talking to you about and, uh, um, <laughs> I really, I've been, I've been thinking about um, when you when you explain that story to me, um, and the aspect of community uh, po- that popped out at me was the the idea that these people they feel like they mean something, and not only feel like that the police media are actually staples in the community, like like you know they're they're if you're in the police if you work for the police or you work for you know a news company, more than likely you are not only to your family to your community, you are somebody you know of importance or of um, of uh 
you have some stature stature exactly exactly you have some stature in your community right you know and um and i've been thinking a lot about the concept of you know because like i've been looking at my life being 30 like you know what what do what what do i want right what is it is it you know money what what ex- what really what you know what if i didn't have money what really do i want right you know what I'm saying as a human being what would make me happy even if it wasn't money or something right i mean realizing not just me just you know people right and i realized you know looking mm-hmm. back it's like there was a there was a time where we had you know people you didn't have to be rich and 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 famous to have stature in your community or also have to you know you know be in certain positions of power right you know what i'm saying like now it's just it's just everything's profit driven and there's all this you know and especially when it comes to black people we've never been able to have that because you know our culture everything's looked down upon so when when that reporter comes across somebody from my community, it's, you know, like the, the dichotomy with, I can't imagine they look at us even the same. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, there's, they're around quote unquote, you know, staples of their community. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we are, you know, since, you know, black people aren't even, we don't view ourselves as even like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, like even in, that's why we, you know, in my opinion, like, you know, people understand, like there's the old adage, you know, people, oh, you know, people join a gang to, you know, um, to, to have a sense of family but like let's really think about that right dissect and go deep it's not just about family it's about you know having somewhere where you're respected where people like it's like i have to code switch mad and even if i try to code switch you know what I'm saying i'm still not going to have you know you see in the you, you hear the stories how they you know they text in about you know saying this this you know saying this negro in the you know, police department this this nigga in the police department that you know how you know white people talking in there you know and um you like you know people in yeah. where i'm from are like you rather me you know do that versus i can you know actually participate in my community and actually gain some stature some status in my community you get what i'm saying and this you know like i told you know you know and in the streets because you know ain't no ain't no justice you know um anywhere else for us right so you know like i think it's just no you know, and also also something that you had mentioned when we we had touched on this in a previous conversation and not on the show just just you and yeah. i talking that the idea of gaining some sort of a status or, or or stature in your community was much less of a it didn't take that much right yeah there was sort of like this the communities were there was uh, um there was a, a built-in amount of respect for the the mail the letter carrier yeah for example exactly, the mailman exactly. yeah there was a built-in amount of respect and sometimes even i i can remember that sometimes during christmas times and this is probably still a tradition in some places but at your christmas time a family might leave an envelope with a little bit of money for the postman hmm. yeah, because that was that was acknowledging you know hey appreciate you and appreciate what you do what you do you you you've got a, a tough job yeah. and, and now we're all just somebody that's important yeah now we're all just yeah. cogs in a machine man now it's just you know like that that uh that importance that you that you might have had being a blacksmith in your community or something like well, from way back right you know or even like people who yeah. make you know a shoemaker or just the local hardware you know salesman they all the, the family that you know owns the hardware store down you know down the way you know something like that um that importance you might have had in the community where you know where it's, it's not like you you know it's not just about being rich it's you know about you know like having some getting a little more opportunity a little more leeway because you know people know you right you know what i mean like you can just you know you're free to be you know who you are right you know and um that's that's even for 
even higher up, that's, you know, even in the, you know, blue collar world, that's why, you know, a lot of suicides going on there too, because you can still make money and still just be a cog in the machine. Like, you know what I mean? You can still, you can make good money and still not mean nothing to society, right? You know what I'm saying? To your community even. You know what I'm saying? Barely mean something right. to your, to, you know, you just, because uh, we everything's just about, you know, the green, you know, you know, blue faces, money, dollar. You know, it's all about just getting, you know, it's how much money do you have, you know what I mean? And, and, well, there's so much economic on. pressure on everybody too that it, yeah. it's the day to day. It's just this, just trying to pay the bills. You know, we're all caught yeah. up in this. There was we're not in a time where there's any excess. There's any any place to relax as a as a as a citizen yeah. and just be because for most people that are in that blue collar world, it's a it's a constant uh, battle 100%, with man. with surviving and paying the bills every month. Yeah. So, all right. Hey, yeah. before we, I, I do want to. Uh, I do want to talk about how local media has contributed to racism and that conditioning a little bit. It's a, I don't know that it's necessarily a fresh subject to you and I, but maybe for yeah. some people, they don't realize that I like to talk about the subconscious racism that exists in, in the, the people's minds at large. And a lot of that came from, Images that they see on media, images on local news, especially, you know, local news is something that maybe not so much these days, but if you go back 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, local media stations were everything. You'd always watch the nightly news. That's how you got your news or the newspapers also. And that the local media oftentimes would put black uh, suspects on mm. camera because that would get ratings and they would do that over and over again. And that's where those reporters and the, and the local police would work together yeah. to get those, get those shots of the, of the perpetrator, the perp walk, you know, exactly. Uh, the, yeah, the black guy in cuffs coming it's out of the car about, and going into the station. Yeah. Because when, it gets ratings. Yeah. It's about ratings, man. And, and, you know, yeah. You know, just like feeding on that, like that fear that, you know, the majority, which is white people, have of society, which you know what I mean. Like it's you know when when you when you look at it, like you know that's really that's really all it is. It's you know they they want to feed on that. You know they want to just you know line their pockets by feeding on that fear, get those ratings, you know help you know you know get those those bonuses at the end of the year, and uh, feed off that fear. And, and it's easy for them because it it aligns with their it it very likely or there's a good chance it aligns with what they already think anyway. They think yeah. like well yeah. You know, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, man. So, yeah, like a self-fulfilling prophecy a little bit, Hmm. man. Do you think uh, one of the one of the um, I'm so anxious to 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 break this down the. um, Oh, my gosh. So everybody thinks that the mainstream media is has a liberal bias. There's a liberal the liberal media, the liberal media. Right. It's drilled into everybody's head, including folks that are that consider themselves liberal themselves hmm. they've also bought into this and what i want to say to that what i'm trying to scream out to my friends and stuff is like no that is a false narrative that yeah. everybody is bought into everybody's group thinking on this notion that the mainstream media is left leaning No, it's not even remotely true. We can talk through examples of it. But where this comes from, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but whenever I have a conversation like this with somebody, they're like, no, 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 no. The uh, 
uh, CNN's definitely left, you know, there, look at this chart. Yeah. And somebody made a chart of all the major media outlets and they put them from left to right and they rank them. And so when you do that, you might look at CNN and they might be to the left of the center of that chart, mm-hmm. but they're not. But if you look at, if you change the chart and you don't compare media outlets to each other, instead you compare a single media outlet and where they, and where their coverage aligns with the public opinion mm. and the truth and facts, you will see that the mainstream media, such as the CNNs, uh, Fox News, of course, is, you know, but, but yeah. MSNBC, New York Times, Washington Post, all these major media outlets when it when you when you line them up against the public's opinion, they are not on the left even one degree. They're yeah. on the right by several degrees. Yeah, for sure. And not only that, man, it's just the media is just stenographers for you know the you know the CIA, the, the you know government, the State Department. That's all it is, man. Like they, like it's just I think I, mo- mostly happens at least from what I've seen and what I've heard and and, and you know and what's been broken down to me you know, a billion times on, on the internet is that these guys, they have these sources, right? They'll have these anonymous sources, you know what I mean? And and these sources be like somebody who works for the CIA explaining to them, you know, the information they got, you know, about some, I don't know, um, you know, Syria having, you know, these, you know, cr- you know did this attack. And I'm like, mm, you know, that you mean the same CIA that, you know, that, that did the yeah. banana wars that those guys, I don't know, man, I need to see some proof of, you know, I, mm, you know, I, you can't just believe what they're saying. And, and, and it's all like that. They just, you know, take what the, the, um, you know, what the state department says, just, oh, okay, well, this is what we'll, this is what the facts are now. And it's, you know, I don't know, man. It, it, like you said, it's it's all about you know because if they don't fall in line for with the, you know their you know the, the higher ups and you know people that pay the bills say they're gonna be out the door. And of course, all, all that matters is you pay the bills because you have to you know watch out for the kids. I don't I don't know, man. It's it, talking about it sometimes is is, is bleak thinking about it because like it's it's, 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 like, it's just like it's man. Well, but it's it it is all explainable. You know, we can all ex- we can explain it by by just normal human motivation so we we've put ourselves in this place because we've allowed for profit to to take over everything yeah man along these lines you know there was something you said i think it was in episode one when i can't stop thinking about it because once after you said it now now i've like seen it everywhere and that's when you said that uh white people are fake and (laughs) well let me break it down said because uh corporate is how did you say it white i don't know i was more on point i was way more on point than i am now i'm so sorry if i uh, no you said like white people uh white culture is corporate culture corporate culture is fake oh ergo ergo white after you said that white people are fake now i like i'm seeing it everywhere I'm sorry I did that to you. It's it's true though, and it's yeah. not. And I, I guess I want to try and be fair to white people. It's not, I'm not saying that you're you're probably not fake around each other. Maybe a little bit, you know. When you when you talk bad about black people, I'm sure you're being real, right? So you know, but um, like I really well, what I, 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 I do <laughs> right, you know. But they, there's uh, a lot that do. I'm saying when they do that, I'm sure you know. There's, wait, there's wait, yeah. but what I mean mostly yeah. is you know like like American, and I want to be specific. America, our culture is is this. We literally have made 
capitalism. We're trying to make it a culture. I don't even explain. Like I was thinking about this today. Literally, I was like, well, "Does that even make sense?" Like we're like repping capitalism like a culture. Like like yeah, money and you know that's all that matters. And it's, it's just weird. Like everything about it is you know if the money is the motive you know like there's you're not actually trying to have human interaction and you can see it throughout everything like when it comes to like the self-help religion everybody's just trying to make money and it's all it's like oh, i'll help you for real if you pay me it's like what uh, mm, you know like at my you know I've, I've got my big red flag is you know if somebody tells me they want me you know they, they have the, the they know how to make me rich but I have to pay them to show them. I, I red flags for me personally. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, son. I, don't, it, I, I think the first rule is to not, you know, spend my money. You know, not not to let go of it. You know, that easily. I don't know what the hell. You, what? I don't know what you have. You want me to just, yeah, give me some money. I have to explain it to you. No or yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's everything's about profit, bro. And it, <laughs> and it's and it's and it's the root of all the bullshit, bro. And I don't know. You know, it's like I don't know how to convince people it's like but not everything has to it doesn't have to all be about money something i get no yeah. we can have the money thing over here on certain things but some things we could take all that all that profit off the table on man and, and live better and, and yeah, i don't know man <laughs> yeah well it's tying it back to this whole notion of of fake when you talk about the media i mean it's all fake it's, it's all disgusting fake. But it's, it's all yeah, the, like because it's all about climbing that corporate ladder and networking. I gotta make sure I have my best face on in case I meet somebody. Yeah. You know, it's like man, I don't know. Yeah. But then then there's that you know, how, there's always those what you know, there's politics and everything in, in the work life, right? You know, and that's and that's just the nature of you know this top down system we have where they like think you know they only want you talking about your salary with other people, which is just it's like. I don't know. We all know. I, there's no way people don't know that, you know, say it is way better to, you know, talk to for everybody to know what everybody's making. So that way it's like a lot more like, hey, um, what's going on with here? Well, unless you're the person benefiting. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know, man, it's we still choose to just be like, no, nah, we shouldn't talk about that because it's taboo. Says who? The people at the top. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, oh yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. Well, on the on the. I wanted to illustrate what I mean by the left wing or the left media bias is untrue by looking at some specific examples. Uh, one of them is one that you might want to talk about, and that's Tulsi Gabbard. I know that Tulsi Gabbard captured your attention at, yeah. at one point in time. I'm not sure where you are with her now, yeah. but look at how she was absolutely buried. So my point is, if the mainstream media were truly yeah. a liberal, had a liberal bias, then they wouldn't have buried Tulsi Gabbard. They man, would have elevated even, Remember Tulsi Larry Lessig? Well, I could, we could take it back to Larry Lessig, man. That Larry was Lessig, my, sure. that was that was my boy, man. Like after you know the whole Obama fiasco, you know, I thought I was heartbroken from that from 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 that man's. Um, you know, I learned about Larry Lessig trying to get money out of politics. I was like, yeah, this is the man, he's hype. And when was this? This was twenty twenty twelve, twenty twelve or twenty? No, it was twenty fourteen or something. Twenty. 2014 I think 2012. It, 2016, I don't know. It wasn't 2016. It, wasn't, it, was 20, it was like 2014, 2015, because it was the primary, Democratic primaries, of whatever. But yeah. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So remember, because yeah, because we got fucked. <laughs> we got fucked. But yeah, no, they fucked they, fuck Larry Lessig. Then they were you know, saying, turn around, you know, admitted to fucking over um, Bernie. Um, and then they... Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, and with the Tulsi Gabbard, man, my thing is, you know, now I don't trust none. You know, I, I don't, I don't think we're getting changed through elected politics at all um, until we, you know, take control of, you know, until we get some ownership. And I, when I say we, I mean, you know, like full communities, but whatever. But we we'll, we we'll get into that a little later, right? But um, yeah. Um, but I, I, I have completely lost all faith in the system completely on a national level. Maybe local politics. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll try and, you know, I'll try and. I mean, you know, I love politics in general, so I'll pr- try and get deeper into local politics because, you know, I don't trust none of that. That's what you do. That national. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. But, yeah, they, they, they well, completely another, another, blackballed Tulsi. Yeah, 20. no, yeah. totally. And and I don't mean to be saying by any means that that I or you or I don't want to put it on you. I mean, you can speak for yeah. yourself. But like, I, I don't. I'm no particular fan of Tulsi Gabbard. I'm just yeah. making the point that, yeah. that if, she has the, good, if the she media has were left-leaning. Yeah, yeah. She no, was? Well, well, well. Um, when I was supporting, when she was running for president, like, like I said, there were certain things she was addressing, like in the black community that nobody else was addressing. And I was like, "Are y'all serious? Like, we not, you know? I don't know, man. It's you know, all the mainstream, everybody. I don't know, mainstream people. They they're gonna, you know, they they're mainstream's gonna mainstream. I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? Like mainstream's yeah. gonna mainstream. People who think mainstream are gonna think mainstream. I can't, you know, like it's just this group think right here, like we were talking about, right? There's just, you know, this 100%. fall in line that, you know, and, and and even even if I was to lay out all of the actual policies at this time, because see, yeah, now she said some, she's 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 um done some things I don't agree with now, but nah, psh, I she she ain't even. I don't even think she's in office now. Whatever, you know what I mean. Like in my opinion, like what what it's kind of like Trump. It's like I can't stand still hearing about Trump because it's like isn't he like not even on Twitter anymore? Like why are we still talking about? How the only way I hear from him is media. from left is from the left media, the media and left yeah, media. Yeah, yeah. It's the only way I hear yeah. about Trump. It's like why am I what who who you know what I mean? Why are we talking about this man? You know what I mean? And I, it's the same thing it's with the, it's again. Right it's the economic pressures. The economic pressures to get clicks and get uh, get attention draw eyes yeah it's man. all that that is just yeah my opinion uh, yeah. ruining ruining everything <laughs> it's crazy but another man. example about a uh, recent example uh, on the election though if the media were left-leaning they would have called the election for biden just like they do on every presidential election i've ever had exposure to hmm. the the media they use their their uh what do you call it their exit polling and they use data and then they call the election, but they were so, so hesitant, so <laughs> hesitant to call the election for Biden. They would do everything they could to, to not ugh, say that Biden has won the election. They were <laughs> bending over backwards. So if, like most people say, the media, mainstream media is left leaning, you would not have seen that. Yeah. You would have seen them call it. So therefore, you thinking, not you, but yeah. anybody who thinks the, the media is left-leaning, you're busted. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not left-leaning. It is supporting, it is, it is protecting right-wing audience from the truth. It is, it's just not doing, it's not doing a public service to, to completely change their methodology for Biden when it came to Trump, and Trump barely won too. Biden barely won in a sense, and 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 uh, Trump barely, Trump barely won. Biden barely won. But in Trump's case, they're like, oh, you know, they didn't have any problem calling it for Trump. If they were uh, a left wing media bias, they would have hesitated to call it for Trump. But no, that's not what happened. So anybody who thinks the le- the media is left leaning is just just plain busted. You've got to change that mentality. Look for it. Watch it. Look. Why, listen to NPR. Why does NPR never talk about money and politics? Hmm. They're supposed to be left-leaning. They will never, they will interview 
they will interview any politician on a, either side of the, uh, the spectrum just to get that to get that access. Hmm. But is it? Are they out looking out for us to, to tell us the truth about things? No, they're not. They're just they're just want that access and they want to to continue the status quo. It's, and it's, that's one of the ways that they do that. They are not left leaning. Sorry. I can't yeah, it's it's none none of it is, man. Like and and um the sad part is the real the 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 media, like, you know, the, the real left the real left media is, you know, independent, right? You know what I mean? Like if you want to find some um actual left news, you gotta look, you know, on YouTube, on you know, there's, you know, well, most, I find all my news on YouTube, all of it. You know what I mean? Like, even, even if there's some print, well, I, that's not true. There's an app called Feedly that has, you know, they have, um, you can get specific journals, like some from uh, an aggregator. Yeah, yeah. aggregate. Yeah, aggregate specific. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's, there's, um, there's specific articles there too. There's a lot of, a lot of propaganda in that too. I can't even lie about it. But, you know, there, there's some good stuff like the Real News Network does really good work, man. They just they just uh, did a couple of exposés on co-ops. I was like, huh. talking about how co-ops um, are faring much better than um, other comp- companies or uh, other types of businesses in um, during the COVID. Yeah, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, so look, check out the Real News Network on just Google, just Google that, or you know, type it in YouTube and 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 just dive in. Yeah, start wherever you want, yeah. man. Yeah, the mo- their most recent videos were on, on co-ops, so you should that should be the first things popping up. Yeah, man. Good stuff, man. Nice. They're good. Demar- uh, we we should we that? should take a moment and talk about quote unquote progressive media because yeah. uh, that actually relates to you and I and mm. we both started uh, we both uh, were watching the Young Turks. The Young Turks is uh, is the largest online media not show just, in the world. I, that, yeah, not just watching, man. We have we had a we have a um um. I, I want a, a disclaimer that right. You know, saying I think we should you know. Like so, um, we met through the Young Turks, basically, right? Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we man. did, yeah. Well, the, it wasn't through the Young Turks. It was, and I want to, I, I definitely, I, I do want to talk about the progressive media and where they sit in the media landscape and yeah. why they are also somewhat problematic because they've yeah. become, you know, they are uh, why they're problematic. But before doing that, yeah. I definitely want to, uh, for people who don't know the Young Turks, they are in my mind a vital source of fact-based information and commentary about around the truth that you're not going to find in other sources. So I definitely want to give them uh, props for what they do. And I know that you'll have some things to say about what they're not doing that they should be yeah. doing, which which is important. But Cenk Uger is the guy that started the Young Turks. And, uh, you know, I, I look at that guy as being a a true legend. You know, he's one of the legends, right? Because yeah. he had this idea, he identified money and politics as being the 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 key issue that has to be solved. And not only that, he did something about it. He organized an organization called Wolfpack. And the mission of Wolfpack is to try to pass bills and get money out of politics. So and, and when you and I heard about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say specifically. specifically th- yeah. That's where, that's how yeah. we met through, you know, I started watching um, the Young Turks because, you know, admittedly, Young Turks was a, a big part of my political 
awakening you know at least you know like yeah i call it the youtube rabbit hole you start off with conspiracy theories and if you stay with it long enough you start getting into some actual facts and stuff right and if you stay with it deeper then you get <laughs> into real facts and then you stay with it deeper you just get depressed because you're just like there's no point anyway but, you know but but yeah so you know i got to the point of you know actually you know looking up you know i made it to the young turks and this is around the time where I, you know, um, I'm watching him faithfully and, you know, uh, learning with Larry Lessig was uh, running for president, trying to, you know, um, trying to get money out of politics and all that good stuff. And I joined Wolfpack and that's how we met. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's Through right. Wolfpack. So, yeah, so definitely mad. Pro- and even uh, Marty and the bro, the organization has, uh, you know, on, on the team are other people that we met through Wolfpack too. <laughs> all good people, great people. Yeah. So what, what Jank Uger started as a thought however many years ago, really, you know, I, I kind of see him as the mighty Oak that, that spread, uh, that, right that dropped his acorns <laughs> around. Oh, well, uh, right now. Pause. Pause. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I see Jank Uger as, as a, a, a little bit of a legend. He's a mighty Oak and he's a good faith actor. He, okay. the, uh, you know, the, the, the 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 acorns that dropped from from that tree and and grew up uh, around the country was was Wolfpack Texas and that's yeah. where you and I started. Now hopefully you know we're going to be Marty and the bro and and you and your involvement are talking about these issues yeah. is going to spawn the next generation of of activism towards the issues that we think think are important and we're going to bring attention to right yeah for sure so for it's sure. it's a cascading it's a, a cascading hierarchy, you might right. say. That, all right, we, that, we gave we okay. gave the man enough roses, man. All right, you know, like <laughs> oh Jesus, yeah, no, all man. Right. So oh. now let's tear him down. Now yeah, but if you down. don't mind, right? Yeah, no, um, yeah, man, no, it's, um, I, I genuinely, man, like the TYT does have a special place in my heart for those specific reasons you have um, um raised. But admittedly, maybe maybe I'm way too pretentious now and feel like I know too much, but. Watching them is is so much more hard than and you know what I think maybe they changed maybe I don't I don't know what it is I don't know it's different bro it's just different they don't I, you know, I can't watch them anymore either by the it's, way <laughs> it's but, but right that's, that's it's a whole different re- there's a whole different set of reasons okay that for me that's are, okay. that are different okay but, uh, okay but yeah, yeah yeah they don't they don't do news like I don't there's nothing there's no meat on them bones mostly man when I watch them right you know what I'm saying ain't no ain't nothing really it's mostly Trump and just there's nothing of substance you know rarely is there some you know stories of substance it's always just you know that thing of the day there was a point in time where there was like you know interesting they pull some stuff you know a story from years ago it's like hey look at it you know about this fact let you know this that was interesting right you know so oh i didn't know that i love stuff like this is youtube it's what we do you know what i mean like you you ain't gotta you ain't gotta tell me about everything that's happening during the day like you know like especially you know your you know your audience is probably you know well learned at this point i'm not saying you don't chase it yeah don't chase those those daily news stories because a lot of them are stupid yeah that's what i'm saying i know what i think about it yeah screw twitter i don't care who said what you know what i mean like, you yeah. know, that's why, that's why I recommend places like, you know, like Democracy at Work Institute where they, you know, going along exposés, they really challenge the way you think or like, you know, like they offer solutions to problems that are like this happened and it was sucked, didn't it? And our politicians aren't going to do anything because they're all sucked. And it's just like, yeah, well, OK, but I don't know. <laughs> how, does, how does that help? <laughs> like, yeah, this is so stupid. You know, like it's so hard to watch yeah. now, man. And I don't I feel like it's, it was different at one point And, you know. 
Well, like now said, they've become, as you termed, controlled opposition. They're controlled opposition, man. And a lot of, you know, and a lot of um, progressive, like saying, a lot of progressive media. And you know what? <sighs> Let's rip the Band-Aid off, man. There's a lot of media I love, you know what I mean? And and I think is way more helpful than TYT. And I'm not saying TYT's not helpful. Eh. Right now they're not, but you know it's you know they, there's right now though the, they do play a role. They do play an important role, I think. Uh, but it they're is, way too close to mainstream media right now for my for my taste personally. Right? Does that make sense? They they they, they kind of cover the same stories. It's like I now you know, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. But um, you know, I I want to go even further to the left on them, right? You know what I'm saying? Because in my opinion, like on my spectrum, they're kind of center to me. Like they're you know and. and and actually, it's true. I think if you look at the the world, you know, like TYT, their views are pretty center, you know, and when in the political spectrum when it comes to the planet, you know what I mean. So, like in most places, so you know, that's really that's really accurate. To be honest with you, that's you know, you know, I think they would even um, agree with that statement, right? But anyway, um, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, you know, they're L- not, yeah. like one thing that that. Uh, one example to talk about a specific example, like on TYT, like uh, you and I talk, we talk about reparations. We know it's something that we've given some thought to and reparations. If you step back objectively, you look at all the facts, you lay it all out there. Reparations absolutely should be at the very least a Mm -hmm. major part of our national conversation until, until we, until we actually execute some sort of uh, action that addresses the issues that reparations are intended to address. You know, you, until exactly. that's just a fact. But but TYT, for example, they would talk about reparations and be like, "Well, you know, I don't know." Some people say this. They are again being even themselves as progressive as they may be. They are neutral to that fact. The fact is that reparations are owed. They 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 do belong in the conversation. But even somebody like TYT, who is supposedly really left leaning, would be very hesitant to talk about reparations in the on those terms. I tell I I, I'm, I have a real radical view on reparations. I think we are deserve reparations. We're owed reparations. I don't think we'll ever get reparations, and for a specific reason, I, not just white people don't want us to have reparations. Nobody. I don't think any group in America believes black people should have reparations. I, and I'm stand firm on that. Hispanics, white people, Asians. I think if you were to poll all of them, I think everybody would, I think a majority of people would say, no, don't give black people reparations. I'm sorry. And, and I, I don't think people realize how racist most of the, you know, the world is against black people, but what, that's neither here nor there either. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, in every group, even in Mexico, in, in, in South America, they discriminate against darker Hispanics down there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or darker, you know, mm-hmm. South Americans. Right. It's, and, you know, it's, there's racism everywhere, China, wherever, you know what I mean? Black people are, you know, it, it, it's, you know, that, that, that supremacy did get worldwide global. Right. You know, so, um, you know, I, I think that's, and it's, and it's gone on for, for a thousand years exactly, probably, or, or exactly. at least 400 years for sure ridiculous yeah. amount of time right so and that's just i don't think reparations is gonna happen that but that's you know there's there's other ways that's why you know but you know that's where we're getting to um in another podcast we'll get into it right you know what i mean like there's, okay, there's yeah for sure there, there's some there's some smarter strategies in my opinion and you know like then then ask people for stuff that ain't gonna happen you know what i mean so yeah yeah, yeah. One, one thing about one thing about uh the young turks that that I've recently been more aware of is how they can be both a gateway 
let's say somebody who's on the conservative side of the spectrum and was is influenced by Fox News or whatever, if they catch on to a couple of Young Turks videos and they're like, hmm, okay, these guys make sense, they start to get it. So the Young Turks as an organization can be a gateway to to greater truths for a lot of people, which is highly valuable. But also you got to recognize that they become a gatekeeper also because the gate, because they are keeping you away from this, for example, this idea that reparations are the right thing to do. They are supporting this notion that, I don't know. You know my you know yeah. my issue with the Young Turks TYT and Jank like in specific when I when I when I find I, now that I look back and like and like okay what are you what is your what really is your goal? So I'm just I, I want to bet- pretend I'm Jank for a second, right? You know, what I'm saying if I okay. was if I was Jank and I had the knowledge he has, and I don't know if he knows about worker cooperatives, if he understands, you know, like, you know, my art, you know, the arguments with why I think, you know, it's the only way, it's the the one true way to mitigate, you know, sexism, racism, to do those actual things, to actually, you know, saying, and have do solutions. it within the construct, the current construct of capitalism. Well, we can do it in this construct now, right? Yeah, you know, what I'm saying, don't yep, need politicians, don't. don't need to elect people to do it, you know what I mean? We can do it now. Right, somebody with the reach he has, he was able to galvanize us into Wolfpack. If I, yeah. somebody like Jake who has the reach he has, you know, what I'm saying why is he not? You know, why, why is he? If I had, bro, that my goal, like our goal here, is to hey, you know, people, if y'all, if y'all feel what I'm about to say, you know, send this to your friends and stuff, right? Because the the goal is, hey, if I can get enough of a reach, I'm not just my live shows. This is just like, oh, come and pay, pay me money, and I'm gonna buy, you know, I'm gonna finally get this house, and it's like, nah, son, we're gonna put, we're using, you know, the profits that we get here and and, and build and helping build cooperatives and everybody's and everywhere. I'm talking can start everywhere you know what i mean in the in the country because it's the idea is to get the idea of cooperatives is to change people's perception of what's you know to know your worth right to change people's perception of what's possible out here because you know when i talk to people about cooperatives i can tell it just it just doesn't sink in that it's like you know there's another way to do this that person that's at the top like they're, they're like literally the hierarchy you know the only reason they're getting paid that much is because y'all y'all right here right in this warehouse are allowing it to happen and y'all are scared that oh if we leave here uh, somebody else will come in yeah yeah, probably, but all of you can leave and start something yourself over here, because right, you you know what I mean. Like the, the people don't, they yeah. don't put two no, and two together. You know what I mean. And more people come in, the, the less risk. And it's like my, my that's my biggest issue with with media with the media independent media. What are we doing, bro? Like we talk up, we talk about trying to solve these problems, but it's like when you get to a certain point of having, like, if you could just, you know, saying like, not just change people. Wait. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was I was going to try to summarize real quick what you're saying, like if you were jank. So what you're saying is like if you once you've accumulated that type of of power and then you learn about cooperatives and you realize, oh, my gosh, wow, this could really be a game changer here in your mind. Jank would would immediately start to promote this idea and, and actively get people to be more educated about it and start to take action. You know why he and, won't do that though? He, that'll never happen. He's a, he's a business, because, he's an owner. Because his, because his, he's the owner class. He's the owner class, bro. And, and you know, and, and, 
And, you know, people like there's this, and I, I you know, I'm about to get off on this tangent, but this is something that I think has to be said. And, and I have to say it more because it's something I've never, I never hear anybody say. Nobody ever thinks about, we always talk about the entrepreneurs, the creatives. And I was listening to, there's a whole, you know, the Joe Budden podcast, JBP just had the falling out, man. You know, man, I got to talk on that, man. But uh, there's just been a lot of, B, you know, BS with, you know, uh, with people, you know, with all this kind of, you know, you always hear stuff like that, right? What people never really address, in my opinion, is the fact, what about that person who doesn't want to own stuff or who, who can't own things. Like, you know, if everybody is the owner, if everybody's a chief, who who's going to be the Indian, right? You know, in that, in that the saying, right? If everybody's in charge, who's going to actually... Wait, is that, is that appropriation or appreciation? Right, yeah. <laughs> I wish, I wish they would, right? I would, right, I would, right, exactly. It don't matter, right? Listen to what I'm saying, you know, not how I say it, right? Yeah, but yeah. listen to what I'm, right. Exactly, right. But yeah, no, if, you know, it, but, Really though, right? You know, so there has to be somebody, not everybody can be the creative, the entrepreneur, right? Somebody has to help you to build your dreams, right? You know what I'm saying? Now, those people that have to help build those dreams, you know what I mean? What are they yeah. going to do? And that's probably your mama or something, right? So think about it. Like, cause you know, people like, I, so I was thinking, you know, I like to argue with myself in my head. I'm arguing with myself, right? In this conversation, I'm like, what about those people? I imagine, and they'd say like, well, I, you know, what it is is, you know, you raise your child and you probably, I imagine this with somebody, you know, their, their thought process, right? You raise a child and that child, you know, becomes successful, builds business. And then, you know, it can bring this part, you know, bring you up in this and that and the other. And it's like, okay. But in the meantime, what about that? You know, saying what about what about that person who? What about the the, the school teacher? You know, what I'm saying do they deserve to live a life of poverty? What about you know the, the, his mom? Does his mom you know have to clean toilets until he brings her out of poverty? Like it doesn't you know and, and clean toilets is a problem, but it does that person not deserve any say so over their lives because they have to you know because they who's cleaning the toilets and do they really get no equity? Does that make sense? That's my issue. Like why can't us people who are mopping the floor look at it like bro somebody has to mop the floor right yeah. somebody has to do it you can yeah. demand your that means you have worth you know your worth right you know what i'm saying forget what they talking about man like i don't know i get and the more i think about it it's like you know well then say then nobody do it who's gonna do it they gonna do it now they're gonna try and pay somebody to do it now nah, screw that money i want equity i want nah son nah i want i want no i want you up out of here you know if you if it was co-op you can actually vote people up out man it's I'm getting emotional. I don't even know if I'm making sense right now, right? You know, but it's well, like, it, it, you know, it, yeah, we're like, we're all in this, you know, in 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 the context of a company, from the lowest person to the the person at the bottom to the person at the top. We're you're all in it together, and you're all you're all part of the the effort. So you should all be participate in the benefits of that effort. And, and, and not just be it's people that relegated to somebody who cleans the toilets. Or, exactly. Well, and you can't, and you know, there's nothing wrong. Somebody has to clean toilets. It should be able to, we should all be thankful. Nobody wants to clean toilets. I would, I'm thank, bro. I don't, if you ever had to clean toilets, you know that they, you know, the guy that cleans the toilets is a saint son, you know, and I appreciate that oh, guy. You know oh, I mean? <laughs> and I, I, quick, quick time out. <laughs> yeah. A little history on, on Gary bro is yeah. that when I worked at Astro world, Hmm. Shout out to Astroworld. Always like to go back into hey, my Astroworld days. One yeah. of the greatest times of my life was working at Astroworld. And you know what I did? What'd Having the greatest one of the greatest times of my life. I cleaned toilets. That's hilarious. I cleaned toilets. No, when I when I started, oh, check us out. <laughs> check us out. This could be our this could be our fun story. I actually I, I, I'm going to do the other one too, but uh, go ahead. when I worked when I worked at Astroworld, when I went to apply for a job at Astroworld. I, uh, one of the departments 
they have different departments. So, so you fill out a form, like an employment form, and this is, you know, we're talking many years ago. You fill out that employment form and you put down what department you'd be interested in. So you could check off rides or food service or amusements or, or the, uh, like the, the carnival, the amusement yeah. games that they had, or you could take merchandise. You know, what are you interested in? And we'll see if we can match your interests with the jobs that are available. And one of the boxes on there was, uh, was grounds. That's all it mm. says, grounds. So I'm like, oh, grounds. Okay. I guess, I guess, I, I guess when you go into Astroworld, you, you went into that entrance and they had the, like the bushes that were the topiary, you know, where they're different uh, animal yeah, shapes and stuff. Oh, and I'm you. like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, uh, you know, learning how to do topiary and stuff like that. If I work for grounds department, uh, no, I was mistaken. I was cleaning toilets. <laughs> I was sweeping the streets, you know, when people yeah, spill their drink or coke, yeah. popcorn on the streets. I was out there with the little broom and the pan yeah. and, and and walking around cleaning up. And we also had rotations where we cleaned the toilets. And if you were next to the roller coaster, you were oftentimes cleaning vomit from those bathrooms. Jesus. And so- But somebody yeah, has to I, do it, right? Right? And- Somebody and, had to do it. And, and and that's what I'm saying with people like we, we as a society have decided to say that, that those people, may, you know, don't deserve anything because like it's it's beneath us for some reason. It's just like we like those. I don't know, man, until we regular degular ass people, <laughs> the, 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 not not the, the non-creatives, the people like, you know, the people who don't want to have to you know create their own business. It's like, you know, I'm cool. We'll go into this nine to five. You, you, you know what? That's OK. But you you should also know your worth though. You know what I'm saying? And that's that, that's mm -hmm. what I, that's what I've realized. It's like I can't, you know, unless we until we, you know, convince those these, you know, those people that are that aren't the entrepreneurs. Cause those are the people who, you know, the people who, you know, aren't are building businesses, they ain't they don't wanna, you know, get they don't wanna give you a dime or nothing. They wanna give man, there's there's uh, it's just I don't know. It's it's interesting, yeah. you know. You gotta fight for, you know, yeah. like you know, people ain't gonna just give you stuff. You gotta fight for it, you know? And that that's where Absolutely. that's where I'm at, you know. So I don't know, man. My bad. It's, 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 uh... <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Well, uh, I wanted to, uh, we should, we should start wrapping things up and uh, you'd ask me if I'd ever been on TV, like I've ever been on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, have you ever on the news, like a, like a news segment, like, you know, like a local news segment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I know that you have, I remember yeah. watching that. It was a few years ago. Hey. Uh, was it, uh, no, I was last uh, year, 2020. Yeah, uh, twenty twenty. It was Michael Marchand. Was that? Did we we just talked about his yeah. name? Yeah, yeah. Is um, that what it was? Mike no, Marchand. That's Marshall. Marsha. Marsh. God damn it! We lost him again. <laughs> He's <laughs> the homie though. He's, the, He's homie. the homie. Absolutely. A anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. That's when they did a little segment on you when you were uh, you were trying to rally some uh, so, some people in Austin around organizing and stuff anyway no my my little moment on local media though came many many years ago are you ready let's do it so i'm like maybe 14 or 15 or something and i went out to a golf range <laughs> a driving range golf, uh... and there was a there was a reporter out there uh <laughs> because there was one of the uh, uh some local uh, not a local but there was a a more well-known golfer, like a professional golfer that was out there having a little clinic. And 
he was showing kids and I was one of those kids. I said I was 14 or 15, maybe I was 12 or okay. 10, but I was, uh, and he was showing this little group of kids about how to the appropriate swing and how to take aim. And he was just kind of giving this little lesson. Oh yeah. And for some reason, trying to get over there was on a, a new sex crew. scandal. Yeah, I see. No, I catch you. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but there was a news reporter there and he interviewed some of the kids that attended the clinic. And, uh, that was my, uh, that was my little, uh, 15 seconds on oh, local media we- was me talking about how this professional golfer had showed us golf. But the reason I think it's funny and I just want to see your face is because again, we bring up golf, which <laughs> I know you love. <laughs> oh man. It's hilarious. I can imagine it. I can imagine you in your little short pink your salmon <laughs> shorts you know with your with the high ass socks you know that hat that makes no sense you know tucked in shirt i could see you i could see it you know yeah so this is exactly what you look like isn't it that's exactly how it was that is that is not that is not and to be fair to be fair to me i don't play like in yeah, today's fair. world i do not play golf and yeah. i you know, yeah, uh, no, nah, you way cooler than that. You way, you way doper than that. I agree. I agree. No, man, I gave golf a hard time just because, you know, it's you know, tight people. I just, maybe the only person I like that I, I've never met, Kyle Kalinsky plays, likes golf a lot, right? I love Kyle Kalinsky. That's the homie. You know, he don't know, but that's, that's my boy, right? He don't know it. Kyle Kalinsky, okay. you know, he's the, you know, the, um, he's the host of Secular Talking. He's one of those people like, I could tell he grew up around black people. It's just like, <laughs> Obviously, you know, like he was doing a warm up show where he was, you know, he was listening to he he was jamming. I was like, hey, we, we're the same age. It's like, oh, he's jamming. Hey, it's just a, he's like jamming deep cuts hip hop. Like I'm like, what? He's jamming some like old school like uh, Gucci. I'm like, what? Just, what's Kyle know about this? It's just, I don't know. It was hype. It had me hype. It's like you obviously was you know what I'm saying like. Yeah, when he yeah. talks, you could tell. Like you know, you had you had black homies. I like that. I like it. You know? I don't know that. I don't know that I could tell. And uh, this is something that black people. One of tell. our listeners. Yeah, one, 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 and it's a generational thing too. I'm sure yeah. one of our listeners pointed out the fact that in our show, yeah. that you drop you drop a ton of references like pop culture yeah. and rap references that yeah. are completely just like. <laughs> I kind of slowed down on him because I'm like, all right, they're not. He's not landing. Any of these jokes aren't landing. I'm just like, ah, 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 no, okay, all right. <laughs> it's like, well, my my apologies for being old and white. No, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. I got you, man. You know. <laughs> so yeah, I'm man. gonna pull out some. I'm gonna pull out some references that that you're not gonna get. One of these things. Uh, the clan references. Is that what it is? no? I no. No, no, no. I love the fact that when I told the I'm Jeffersons, joking, I'm joking. Okay. I, I like that. I like when I told you the Jeffersons were a spinoff from the. Yeah, that uh, was amazing. I didn't know that. And all in the family. And you're like, what? Oh, my God. So, hey, man. Yeah. I, I educated you a little bit. No, no, I like Jefferson it. I like where it. came from. Yeah, I love it, yeah. man. Yeah, I like learning. You know, you know, put me on, man. Put me on something new, man. Now, as long as it ain't yeah. the Andy Griffith show. I ain't trying to watch none of that, man. You keep all that. Keep all that Andy Griffith. Keep all that, man. But no, man. Um, I like Mash. Mash was good. Mash was Mash was solid. Yeah, Mash yeah. was solid. Yeah, That's when I first started sure. smoking weed. I, I remember coming in, watching an episode of Mash, and almost dying laughing. I don't even remember what the episode was about, but oh man, I remember being like, "This is actually hilarious," you know. But I was really high too, so I immediately became an intellectual that day. You know what I mean? Like it had, you know, 
<laughs> Shamita instantly got all the jokes. It was a true story too. I was like, oh, I get it. I see what he's saying. Wow. Wow. No, because hey. yeah, death and destruction. Yeah. Shout out to marijuana and mash as a yeah. combo. Yeah, yeah, man. It was good shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's I'm wrap old. up. I do want to talk, uh, I do want to talk to our, our audience a little bit. Uh anybody who's hearing this uh show close to its release date. You, it's you know, it's a relatively small group. Our show is relatively new. Uh, I want to want to want to talk to you guys and say, please help us promote the show. We are on all the social media platforms. We're releasing clips and content, and it's very helpful to the show. It helps us grow the audience. Our mission number one: we're not going to be able to change anybody's lives and spread the messages that we want to spread if nobody hears us. So, you that are listening today hmm. to this show. Please help us expand our audience by sharing it with friends. And you can share the whole show. You can share a clip. You can share, and you got to share it with as many people as you can because not every it's not going to be a fit for everybody. But there's a certain number of people out there that when they hear what we're talking about, it's going to resonate with them, hmm. and they're going to be drawn into it. And that's what we need to happen in order for that audience to grow from th three people to four people to five people to thousand people to 2000 to a hundred thousand and more. We need you guys out there to help us grow that audience starting as soon as possible because we've, we've got some, we've got some things to say. We're different. We're fresh and we need your help to get more ears on our content. So please do whatever you can to help us expand the show. Yeah, man, let's, let, let's, let's change how, how this, how this, uh, how this media stuff is is ran, man, for real. Because uh, the way they're doing it now, man, and we can we gonna show we gonna show people how to actually actually change lives. You know what I mean? And inform people of what's really going on. Because what's going on with the media today is straight BS. You know? So hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, find us martythebro.com. You can hit uh, join co-op also if you want to find out more about uh, being a part of Marty and the Bro as uh, as a member. And you can go find us on Facebook, Marty and the Bro. You can Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Right. <laughs> I don't know and how far us, it goes. And we're um, trying to Twitter, add more Facebook, and more all we're on time. Instagram. We're on, um, uh, of course, you know, find us on YouTube. Um, we're trying to get on Twitch. We're, um, you know, we're, we're about to try and get on get on a lot of different uh, sites. So you know, if you're normally, if you if you if you stream it, you can find us. You know what I mean? So, yeah, whether it yeah. be listening or video platforms, we got you, you know? Yeah. Coming to a TV station near you. No, I mean, not, not now. Not maybe. A, yeah. Nobody not wants to be on station, TV. TV's, TV's whack. Coming yeah. to your phone. Yeah. Coming to your PC. Exactly. For most people. So. Nobody has a PC. Uh, most people just have a phone. <laughs> I <have a laughs> yeah but no we're doing the pot you know we're doing this thing it's you know all right well let's let's wrap it up it's always a pleasure to talk to you yeah. and i look forward to the next one we'll be back uh, with another episode next week yeah yeah if you come 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 interact with us on social media come be part of uh, what we're doing we really appreciate our audience and i appreciate you Marcellus. Saying to you, brother, man, you know the vibes, man. Um, let's get out of here, man, because I'm about to pass out on you, bro. <laughs> yeah. What, what time is it now where you are? Um, Tell it's everybody. 6.40 a.m. For real? 
6 40 yeah. a.m and you've yeah. been up all night this is an all-nighter for you yeah yeah we are we doing it yeah i'm about to <laughs> all right well let's cut it let's, let's cut it let's get you some sleep eventually appreciate it and we'll catch Always, you on the next bro. one much love man much love all right bro. you have made it to the end of this episode of marty and the bro visit martyandthebro.com to find out more about the show its creators and the co-op that supports this content special thanks to alexandra white for artwork and to our sound engineer isaac pena Musical thanks to Boris Brecha, Travis Scott, and Pogo. Technical support for Martin the Bro was provided by Sabi Hamid. And thanks as always to the legendary Todd Jagger, who once said, Damn, this some good ass cheese. <laughs>